Okay. At 20, you want to wake up romantic. At 30, you want to wake up married. At 40, you want to wake up successful. At 50, you want to wake up rich. At 60, you want to wake up contented. At 70, you want to wake up healthy. At 80, you want to wake up. Uh, Can anyone remember the larger 33 RPM albums and the smaller 45 records? How about eight track tapes? Phone numbers with word prefixes. Anyone remember those? How about metal ice trays with levers? How about a phone on the wall with a really long cord? How about S&H green stamps? You guys are really old. It can be said thinking about getting old. I think of my mother-in-law, Barbara Jones, who's 89, and my dad, who's 91 plus. Life's harder for them. About the time you have money, the kids are gone. About the time you have wisdom, no one wants to listen to you. And about the time your face clears up, your mind's gone fuzzy. Do you guys remember the line in the commercial, you're not getting older, you're getting better? Well, that should be true, but it isn't always. You're getting older, but maybe you have no mission, no ministry, no passion for God. All you're thinking about is vacationing or worrying. We need to grow up as we grow old. Growing old is easy. All you have to do is survive. Getting older is tough. And it certainly isn't for sissies. It requires discipline. It requires making good choices. We tell our kids, act your age. Well, some of us older folks need to act our age as well. We're going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12 today. That's where we're going to kind of camp out. It's a chapter on aging. It's really a a beautiful chapter. It's very poetic in, in how Solomon rendered things. And it describes what happens to our bodies as we get older. But then we're going to go back and look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11. It talks about how do I grow up as I grow old? It gives some good guidelines for growing up. So let's start by looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I want to go through the chapter or through the first seven verses, rather, of Ecclesiastes 12. And then we're going to go back and look at things phrase by phrase. All right. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened. And the clouds return after the rain in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few. And those who look through the windows are dimmed and the doors on the street are shut when the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low. They are afraid also of what is high. And terrors are in the way. The almond tree blossoms. The grasshopper drags itself along. And desire fails. Because man is going to his eternal home. And the mourners go about the streets. Before the silver cord is snapped. Or the golden bowl is broken. Or the pitcher is shattered 
at the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern and the dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Verse one. We're commanded to think back to our youth and to remember God because God is most important to remember that God has constantly been with you every step of the way. We're admonished to remember the good times. As we age, our tendency is to remember the bad times, our pains, our problems. We focus on those. We say, I have no pleasure in life. So it's good to be reminded to think back to all your blessings and to give God thanks and not to become bitter as we get older and to turn from God. Verse 2 describes a loss of vision. As we get older, we need bifocals. We have cataracts. And that could be the reference there to clouds. The clouds return after the rain. Usually the sun shines after the rain. But for the person whose eyesight is going bad, it's always cloudy in their vision. But this also could be describing one's attitude. It could be describing sadness or even depression. The person who always has a gloomy outlook on life. You know that seniors commit suicide. Twenty percent of all suicides are committed by seniors. Verse three, Solomon describes our older bodies like an old house. And he says the keepers of the house tremble. This could refer to arms and hands shaking as we age. That's a very common affliction. Tremors or even Parkinson's. And the strong men are bent. They're bent over like my dad. Pictures of him when I'm a child. He's six foot one. Now he's so bent over. He's maybe five, five or six. We get osteoporosis. Our bones get weak and our grinders are few. Obvious a reference to teeth. Our teeth fall out. We need dentures. Someone said your cup is half full and your teeth are in the cup. And our the windows are dimmed. This is a reference to failing eyesight. Uh, my favorite humorist, Dave Barry, says in regards to failing eyesight, he says, call me a wild and crazy guy if you want. But recently, on a whim, I decided to, why not, turn 50. It's not so bad. Physically, the only serious problem I've noticed is that I can no longer read anything printed in letters smaller than Shaquille O'Neal. Also, to read a document, I have to hold it far from my face more and more. I find myself holding documents, and this is quite awkward in airplanes, with my feet. I can no longer read restaurant menus, so I fake it when the waiter comes around. Me, pointing randomly, I'll have this. Waiter, you'll have your napkin? Me, I want that medium rare. Verse 4 is a poetic description of losing our hearing and going deaf. We need hearing aids. And this is not selective hearing, which is practiced by almost all younger husbands. We can't hear the the sound of the mill grinding or the birds. We can hear everything during the day, but we hear we hear no sounds during the day, rather. But we hear everything at night. Every little sound wakes us up and we have a hard time falling back asleep. We struggle with insomnia. Verse five, afraid of heights. As you get older, your depth perception is impaired. Your balance is shaky. Your muscles grow weak. You fear falling because you might break a hip like my mother-in-law recently did. Although I have to say she's doing great. 
bounced back quite well after a broken hip at 89. When I was young, I was a climber. My mom would go away, turn her back for a few minutes, and you'd come back, and I'm on top of the refrigerator. I loved to climb trees until I fell out of one and got the wind knocked out of me. That's a scary experience for a kid. And after that, I didn't like to climb trees as much. I didn't like heights. You will not find me now climbing a tree because I don't want to fall out, obviously, and hurt myself. He says there in verse five, the almond tree blossoms. What's he talking about there? The almond tree's blossoms are white. So our hair turns white as we get older or in some cases like mine falls out altogether. We, we have no hair because it's all moved to our ears and nose. And then the grasshopper drags himself along. Isn't that quite a picture? What does a grasshopper normally do? Right. It hops. But when we get older, do we hop up? Quickly? No, we don't hop up. Our joints are stiff. We have arthritis. We need a cane. He limps along. He needs a hip replacement. And desire fails. This is probably a reference to a lack of sexual desire and ability. While desire wanes with age, I would encourage our older folks to continue being intimate with their spouse. Older marrieds should enjoy intimacy together, but eventually desire fades. Verse six, the silver cord is snapped. Some commentators think that's a reference to a stroke or spinal cord injury. The golden bowl is broken, perhaps a reference to memory loss. As we age, changes take place in our brains. All the things we used to remember, everybody's name, phone numbers, all kinds of trivia, we we forget. We don't remember quite as easily. Again, day berry on memory. Here's another thing I do routinely. I go to the cleaners for the specific purpose of picking up my shirts, pay for my shirts, and then attempt to walk out without my shirts as though I'm just visiting them. Also, I've always been terrible at remembering people's names, but now I forget names instantaneously before they've gotten all the way through my ear canal. If someone introduces himself to me at a social event, it sounds as though he's saying, hi, I'm blah. I'm sorry. I'll say, what was your name again? Blah, he'll say. Oh, I'll say smiling brightly while hoping that a meteor will crash into the building before I have to introduce him to someone else. Here's another symptom. I currently have four. That is correct. Four identical unused tubes of toothpaste. Because every time I'm in the drugstore, I walk past the toothpaste section. My brain, which is now the size of a raisinette, racks its tiny shriveled self in an effort to remember whether I have any toothpaste. Alzheimer's is such an ugly disease, which my father-in-law died from when you don't even know your own family. The pitcher is shattered and the wheel broken. This could be a reference to heart failure and circulatory issues. Veins and arteries branch out from the heart like spokes on a wheel. And then in finally, in verse seven, the dust returns to the earth. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Our body dies and decays. But the spirit returns to God who gave it. Our spirit is immortal. It lives forever. At death, your spirit will either go to hell if you're unsaved or heaven if you're saved. 
Three men were at a funeral and, and they began to talk about their own future funeral. And one man said, I hope when they look at me, they will say he was a great father. The second guy said, I hope when they look at me, they'll say he was a man of integrity. And the third guy said, I hope when they look at me, they say, look, he's moving. (laughs) Now we go to chapter 12 or from chapter 12. Chapter 12 is very realistic. It describes what it's like to get older. While we're all getting older, we're not all getting better. There's probably nothing more foolish than seeing an older man in a red sports car with a bunch of gold chains around his neck who just left his his wife of 50 years for a 20 year old or the older lady who dresses like the cheerleader. You don't have to look 30 years younger. What's in your heart is what really matters. Physical beauty fades. But it's the inner beauty of the heart that shines forth. The Apostle Paul talks about that in the letters to the Corinthians, that the the outer person is is dying and fading away. But the inner person is shining brightly with the light of Christ. So I encourage you today to keep growing spiritually and mentally. Deepen your convictions. Keep learning. Continue to be kind and gracious and patient and forgiving with others. Now, let's look at chapter 11 of the book of Ecclesiastes. I want to share with you five principles for getting better as you get older. Number one, face reality. This actually comes from chapter 12. Don't live in denial. You will age. So accept that fact. Don't let it depress you. Don't let it frighten you. Face it with God's help. You, you don't need a facelift or a sports car. You just need God. And he's there with you. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. This is the time to really dig into your relationship with God. Secondly, give generously. Now, here's what Solomon says there in Ecclesiastes 11, 1 and 2. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on the earth. This is a proverbial saying, and it illustrates success in business. Let me actually read it from the message translation. I think it makes it even clearer. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 and 2 in the message. Be generous. Invest in acts of charity. Charity yields high returns. Don't hoard your goods. Spread them around. Be a blessing to others. This could be your last night. The point Solomon is making is be a giver. Like the tides bring back in things that are put out into them. So as you give, God gives it back to you. He blesses you back. Luke says in 638, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So the, the more you give, the more comes back to you. Plant with the idea of a big harvest. Be a wise steward. It's all God's anyway, right? You're his manager. So give generously. He'll bless you back. I think as we get older, we can become too conservative Financially, where we shrivel up and become a tightwad. Be a giver as you age. And have you considered your church 
or our denomination in your wills. Be generous with your time and your talents and your experience. Who can you pass on to, maybe a younger person, your life experiences and the wisdom that you've gained? Thirdly, be flexible. Be flexible. In verses 3 to 4, he says, If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. These verses describe the inevitabilities of life. Stuff happens. Stuff that we can't change. We can't stop the rain from falling. We can't stop the trees from falling over, but we don't have to stand there staring at them. We don't have to be frozen thinking something bad is going to happen next. We get older, our tendencies to become too cautious. I think of my late aunt who was really frozen her last years of her life. She was just so fearful. It was just so sad. Man was retiring and he was asked, what are you going to do now that you're retired? He says, I don't know. Just sit around, I guess. Well, it's okay to rest. You've worked hard your whole life. You deserve some rest and relaxation. But but can you pray or read your Bible while you're resting? You're not dead yet. Don't give up on life. You have a lot to give. Caleb fought giants when he was 85. Moses began to lead the people of Israel out of slavery in Egypt when he was 80 and finished the job when he was 120. William Gladstone became prime minister of England when he was 83. Tennyson wrote into his 80s. Michelangelo painted the last judgment at 66. John Wesley preached into his 80s. One of my heroes. J.C. Penney. And Colonel Sanders started businesses in their 60s. Ben Ryrie retired at 70. And he needed something to do, so he wanted to study the Bible more. So he started learning New Testament Greek, Koine Greek, at 80. At 90, he decided, I think I want to go to seminary. And he did. And at 100 years old, he was still ministering. I say to you, get out of the pasture And onto the battlefield. You're not over the hill. The hill is where you have your best battles to fight on. Don't sit on the bench. Get in the game. I really like what John Piper says. You don't have to know a lot of things for your life to make a lasting difference in the world. But you do have to know a few great things that matter and be willing to live for them and die for them. The people that make a durable difference in the world are not the people who have mastered many things, but have been mastered by a few great things. If you want your life to count, if you want the ripple effect of the pebbles you drop to become waves that reach the ends of the earth and roll on for centuries into eternity, you don't have to have a high IQ. You don't have to have good looks or riches. You don't have to come from a fine family or fine school. You have to know a few great, majestic, unchanging, obvious, simple, glorious things and be set on fire by them. Fourthly, trust God. Trust God. Let's see what he says in verses five and six. 
As you do not know the way the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child, because that's God's handiwork. So you do not know the work of God who makes everything, including that child in the womb. In the morning, sow your seed and at evening withhold not your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. These verses say there are things you can't fathom. Life's unpredictable. It's bigger than you are. But you can't fathom God either. And he's bigger than you. So this is where we need to enlarge our faith as we get older, not just kind of rest on our laurels. Since life isn't predictable and God is so vast, why not go all in for God? Let God handle life's mysteries You're just going to trust him. God may call your spouse home. God may call your child home. You may get cancer. We don't know the future. Or maybe this morning your life is perfect. Well, praise God. We still need to trust him no matter what. And lastly, rejoice daily. Rejoice daily. Verses 7 and 8. Light is sweet and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. So I say to you, enjoy life. Life is a gift. That's why they call it the present And while I appreciate very much the positive person, I appreciate even more the grateful person. The person who isn't always complaining, but is always giving thanks to God for what they've done, what he's done for them. Find something to be grateful for. The New Testament says that our bodies are getting older and will die someday. But we Christians have the hope that our bodies will live again. Our bodies will be resurrected because we'll be like Christ, who his body was resurrected. Our earthly bodies will rise again and be with Christ forever. And that's the hope we have as a Christian. Do you have that hope today? Do you know Jesus Christ is your personal savior? I want to pray for you now as we close. Lord, I thank you for our older members. I so appreciate them. While all they've been through, the wealth of wisdom and experiences they've had, their knowledge of you, which they continue to display and and pray and, and grow in their knowledge as they read your word and they speak and influence all of us. I pray that you would bless them abundantly today. And, Lord, that you would continue to use us older folks that want to be used by you, that want to keep our eye on you. Help the one who maybe is struggling today with a physical problem. Take them through that with discouragement or a mental or health issue, whatever it may be, Lord. I pray that you would encourage and bless them today. And, Lord, help us to... Always put you first in all that we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stay.